Hello and welcome back to the Tennis Podcast. I've missed you so much. This is the show where we cover top tennis lists. Every week, either myself or my sidekick host bring a top tennis list on anything and everything, and the other person tries to guess without knowing that list ahead of time. Today, my guest sidekick host is Lindsay Valenti. Lindsay is a pro podcaster as a co-host of the Ye Old Crime podcast and the Pineapple Pizza podcast, two podcasts I've been a guest on in the past. Lindsay, how are you today? I am good. How about yourself? Not great. But I'd love you to tell the lovely folks at home, <laughs> tell the folks at home more about you and your podcasts. Sure. So I am one of the hosts of the Yield Crime Podcast, where we discuss funny, strange, and obscure crimes pre-1900s. And for Pineapple Pizza Podcast, I am one of three hosts, where we discuss myths, cryptids, and urban legends from different regions around the world. Yep. Like I said, I was a guest on both of those pods, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Most recently, Pineapple Pizza. I do have to admit, uh, that's probably my favorite of the two. I love them both. But today I listened to the, to the episode on the jackalope. The jackalope, yeah. That was so funny. I love that episode. Yeah. So yes, both are great podcasts if you're into uh, true crime, history, and, and especially cryptids on the Pineapple Pizza. So, Lindsay, I'm glad you could be here today. Mm-hmm for our return on episode 176. And you have brought a list for me to correctly guess all 10 in a row. So go ahead and tell me what that list is. Sure. I kind of want to do something historic based, but all the stuff that was like related to my show, I just like could not find quantifiable data on it to a point where it wouldn't make any sense. So instead, I chose to do top 10 animals descended from dinosaurs that still exist today. Top 10 animals descended from dinosaurs. I love it. You know, I was just talking to uh, Dr. Buster, who's been on the show a lot recently, and he'll be on again, spoiler. But we were just talking about, we want to do a dinosaur episode, but we couldn't think of a good list for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought this. Can you tell me how the ranking is done? What, what qualifies for the top 10? Okay. So it was kind of hard to rank, but I did it based off of the most common animals that still exist. And then the ranking element is based off of how old the original creature was. So okay, okay. the older the creature, the higher up in the rankings it'll be. The longer it's been walking this beautiful earth of ours yes. is the higher it will rank. Okay. Yes. Do you have any sources to shout out to? The information I pulled was from the Blue Reef Aquarium Hastings website, BBC Earth, far and wide, and then I did tons of Googling. Of course. So. The only regret I have is number probably two or three on this list. We actually know Brandon is not here today, but I know he was around during dinosaur times and he's still kicking today. So <laughs> it would have been perfect if we could have had him here for this. But alas, we will continue. Yes. Okay. I'm nervous about this list. <laughs> I think once we get going, you'll be okay. Okay. But I am going to give you one of them because it's a single creature that I didn't know about ahead of time. So I'm pretty sure okay. most people will not have known about it either. So okay. if that's cool. We'll save that one. Yeah. We'll save that one. So there's a couple obvious ones that come to mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to save those too. Because mm -hmm. it's probably when you said this list. So these are animals that are alive today that were also alive or descended from yep. animals alive during the dinosaur times or mm -hmm. from dinosaurs. Yep. And when you say that, immediately everyone's going to think of about the first animal they think of, I know. So I'm going to try to save that. 
Are insects included on this list? No. No. <laughs> it's something that has multiple... You do multiple... know what an insect is, right? <laughs> yes. It has multiple legs. I'll give you that. But it's not okay. an insect. So like a centipede is an insect. Yes. Is, I think. <laughs> yes. A centipede is okay, an insect, but it... but it is not on this list. Okay. Okay. How about a turtle? Like a sea turtle's tortoise. Sea turtles are number six on the list. I knew it. So sea turtles evolved 230 million years ago from land and freshwater turtles during the Cretaceous period. The oldest turtle species, and I'm going to butcher all of these scientific names because that's just how I roll. That's kind of my thing too. That's just part of the tennis podcast charm is drastically mispronouncing names and words. Yep. That's okay. I'm just bringing the same flavor. Yeah. The Odontochilus simitastatia from the Triassic period. Oh, that old guy. Mm-hmm. You know the one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the oldest sea turtle fossil was Desmatochilus padillae, and it was discovered in Colombia. And that one is at least 120 million years old. Okay. And I have three more kind of funnish facts about yeah. sea turtles. So originally, they were over four meters long and five meters wide, which is 13 feet long and 16 uh, feet wide from tip to tip of their flippers. Why? I don't necessarily think, maybe you will, but you might not have this in your notes, but why were animals so much bigger back then as compared to today? I don't, don't know. know. Okay. It's just <laughs> crazy to me because, yeah, like all these creatures, I Googled like however big the biggest one was and I'm like, how are they that big? Yeah. Why? I don't know, because it's, it feels like every time I hear about an animal, like the uh, giant squid is another one that was oh, yeah. around millions of years ago. Some bitch is like as big as a ship. Yeah. Why? And what happened? Yeah. And it makes you wonder if they're still down there somewhere. Yeah. The ocean freaks me out. Yeah. Fuck space. The ocean is terrifying. <laughs> when I was on Pineapple Pizza, we talked all about the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cryptids. Mm-hmm. And it is fun to think that, I know this isn't the sea turtle, I'm going off on a tangent now, but it's fun <laughs> to think of, you know, these giant prehistoric creatures still being alive today and we just don't know or we don't have proof of them. Mm -hmm. It's very fascinating. But yeah, if I saw a, what did you say, 13 feet long turtle. And then 16 feet wide from tip to tip of the flippers. Yeah, that'd be huge. Nope. No, thanks. You know that gif of SpongeBob laying in his own grave and covering dirt above himself? Yep. That's me when that yep. thing's coming to me. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, for the listeners, when I publish this episode, I'll put a link to an image or two of every creature we discuss in the show notes. So just look in the show notes and you'll find a link to this giant ass sea turtle. Yep. So last two facts, because I was just curious. So there are seven different species of sea turtles still alive today. And it is estimated that there are around 6.5 million in the wild. But obviously, some of them are endangered and critically endangered, as we all know about sea turtles. Yes. But That's a shame. It is a shame. Because I think they're really cool. How many cool. kinds? Seven There's kinds? Seven kinds, yep. And what's the biggest? Or how big do they get? I don't know. Biggest sea turtle. It's probably not 13 feet long. So the biggest sea turtle in the world today is four to six feet in length. Significantly smaller than yeah, the 13 it's less than feet. Half. Yeah. 
So if I have to have one of them walk over and crush my body on its way to <laughs> its mommy in the ocean, I'd rather the four to six feet one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so these guys were around, I think you said 230 million years million, ago. Million, yep. Did you have any other facts or is that it? That's it. Okay. So the number to beat right now is 230 million years. Mm-hmm. Well, how about the squid? Is, the, is today's squid descended from the squids of yesteryear? It probably is, but it is not on my list. How many other things live in the sea? Two. Two, okay. One's questionable. One is the, like, is it an insect one? Well, okay, is that a spider, a type of spider? No. It has crab? less... Th- it's a crab, yep. Okay, Where do you think okay. crabs fall on the list? Man, um, well, those bitches got pretty big too, I think. I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. I'm going to say the crab came after the sea turtle, so it would be seven or higher. It's actually number two. Now, is it really number two, or are you just trying to sabotage me and you're changing the numbers around on the fly here? Nope, it's actually number two. The horseshoe crab, which is technically now related to spiders, which is why I was like, meh. Yeah, but, but a spider's is, not an insect anyway, technically. Technically, so. yeah. It's from the Ordovician period, which is 445 million years ago. Wow. So just a little old. 445 million years is a long time. Yeah. So crabs are one of the oldest species on Earth. They appeared prior to dinosaurs. Oh. And modern-day crabs appear between 200 and 150 million years ago. Mm-hmm. And 80% of today's modern crabs evolved from Cretaceous-era crabs. I did not look up what the biggest one was, because I was a little afraid to, because they're kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, this is the crab that I've seen these at, like, my local aquarium. They kind of look, or, or the fossils of one at the local yeah. aquarium. They kind of look like... A stingray and a crab? Yeah. Mixed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've got like that like half circle top and then like the stinger at the back and it's terrifying looking. Yeah, it is. And they still exist, which is even scarier. And there are over 4,500 species of crabs all over the world today. Uh, say it again. How many? 4,500 species of crabs. Why? Why do we need that many crabs? I don't know. It's so scary. <laughs> There's seven types of sea turtles alive today, but 4,400 types of crabs? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Who spent all that time naming all those crabs? <sighs> so many crabs. So little time. I just don't understand. And this guy, I mean, everyone, again, check the show notes for a link of, to an image of this guy. You don't want this guy crawling up your leg at night in bed, you know? He's a spooky looking guy. Yeah. And, it, and he does have a stinger, yeah? Yeah. Not just the tail? Yeah. He's not the crab that pinches you, like, you know, the crab, like Sebastian in, in yeah. Little Mermaid. Yeah. I think most people, the average person, or maybe I'm an idiot, but when you first look at this thing and you don't know it's called a crab, you wouldn't think it's a crab, necessarily. Yeah. Unless you got a good look under the hood, so, so Yeah. Okay, so I had to look it up because I was like, now I need to know. Yeah. The biggest prehistoric crab. Oh my god. Titanochorus guinessi existed between 485 and 541 million years ago mm-hmm. with a length of over half a meter. So what's a meter? 
a half a meter would be a foot and a half. Yeah. Which for a crab, that's huge. Yeah. I was Google searching these things, obviously, and I came across an article. It says horseshoe crab blood is the miracle vaccine ingredient that saved millions of lives. And there's a photo of crab butts, I think, or crab heads. Well, I don't know which side. And there's a straw coming out of it with blue blood into bottles. I don't like it. It says the blood is bright blue and it contains important immune cells that are exceptionally sensitive to toxic bacteria. Yeah, so, the, so apparently blood from these crabs are in vaccines. I mean, that's great to know, but also, why? Is it <laughs> good to know? And I want to know, who's the first person to look at this crab and say, you know what, let's try sticking its blue blood inside our veins and see what happens. Right? I always wonder that with everything. Food, like the first person to eat a chicken egg, the first per- but this especially, I don't understand. I don't get it. You're going to catch me not understanding a lot of things on this episode, I think. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. Okay. That's the horseshoe crab. Hmm. I wouldn't want to kiss him, but he does have a hell of an ass on him. This is true. Okay. Is there another crustacean on the top 10? No. What about a shark? Sharks? Where do you think it falls? Because I know the megalodon uh, was around. Mm-hmm. Sharks are on the list. Where do you think it falls? I want to say pretty relatively recent, so maybe nine or ten. It's actually number one. What the hell? Lindsay, I'm supposed to be a top ten list expert. <laughs> it's okay to just fudge the numbers and tell me I got it right. I we'll... mean, it was totally nine. <sighs> it was totally nine. You got it right. Let's look at the positive side. I guessed correctly number one pretty quickly here. You so did. That's pretty cool. You did. Yeah. So sharks are from 450 million years ago during the Silurian period. And okay, the Cladoceluc, which is recognized as the first true shark. The clitoris? The what? The clitoris? No one could find it. The... <laughs> <laughs> There's only one fossil. <laughs> Very elusive fossil that they're still looking for. They can't find it. They know it existed. But no one's ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the Cladoselic. So it's. Okay. Yeah. Which is recognized as the first true shark existed 380 million years ago. It had a fish like head, seven gills, as opposed to the five that most sharks have today, and had a long body with no scales or armored plates. I'm looking at what I think this picture is. And it has kind of a, oh, man. <laughs> it's weird looking. Yeah, it is. It's like a, a really long, skinny fish. Yeah, I wouldn't think this was a shark. No. At first glance. No. It's so fascinating that millions of years go by and it evolves into what we know today. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, obviously, sharks have been around longer than dinosaurs. They have survived every major extinction. That we've had for yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the megalodon uh -huh. was one of the largest to ever exist at between 15 and 18 meters in length or 49 to 59 feet. This Is everyone taking that in out there? Yeah. A 50 foot shark. Yeah. That's half the size of a blue whale, but it's a shark. Yeah. Doesn't seem necessary. God. 
or whomever. No. But all right. No. So this estimate is made based on the size of the animal's teeth, since a complete megalodon skeleton has never been found. Hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. The teeth averaged 18 centimeters long or about seven inches, which is, you know, a respectable length. Yeah, well, depends on who you're asking. Depends. For comparison, the size of a great white shark's tooth is on average three inches long. So more than double, more than double the largest shark today. Yeah. Or one of the largest. And the megalodon was estimated to be three times larger than a great white. Oh, God. You don't want to come across a megalodon. No. It's a good thing. I mean, again, who knows what's still out there in the deep, dark ocean, but... Yeah. It would definitely change your beach plans if you came across one of them. I haven't seen that movie, The Meg, with Jason Stratham. Is it any good? Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, no. Yeah. Okay. I probably should. Yeah. I I just assume that's where you got all of your shark facts from. I just like Shark Week. (laughs) (laughs) And last shark fact, to date, there are more than 400 varieties of sharks in the world and an estimated billion or so living in the ocean. Few things. First of all, 400 is still unnecessary, but far more reasonable than the 4,400 types of crabs. Exactly. (laughs) And secondly, a billion sharks in the ocean. I remember, I wish I remembered the exact stat, but I read one time that when you're swimming at the beach, like the average depthness that the average person goes out in the Mm -hmm. water in the beach, there are sharks around you a lot more often than you would think. They just Mm -hmm. leave us alone. Yeah. That makes sense when you think there's a billion. Yeah, I mean, and not every shark species eats big mammals either. Like there are a bunch mm-hmm. that are like bottom feeders, you know, they only sure. eat smaller, you know, like plankton and things like that. So, I mean, everyone's idea of a shark is usually like the great white or a hammerhead. And those aren't always like hanging out at the beach. And you're right about bottom feeders, but please don't bring my first wife into this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I touched a nerve. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. You know, the tiger shark is small, but uh, very common, I know. Mm-hmm. They're not all the great white, but I still think about that movie, Open Water. No. It's a big no from me. No. No. Okay. That's the shark. Around longer than uh, dinosaurs. Yes. I guess I forgot that. Yeah, because everything came from the water. So, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been kind of hanging on to these, but I guess it's time to whip them out of my back pocket here. And let's start with the bird. I know the bird is descended from dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So let's go with number three as the bird. So there are two birds on my list. Oh, they're specific birds. So there's probably the most common birds that are associated with it. And then there's a larger bird that is associated with them. So the larger bird is the, um, what do they call that? All right. You'll just have to tell me. The smaller and probably most common known bird associated with dinosaurs is the chicken. Oh, yeah. And that is number seven on the list. Oh, I think I know what the other one is. Okay, so seven is the chicken. Yep. So descended from theropods, or two-legged dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. they first appeared 220 million years ago during the Carnian age of the late Triassic period. Scientists recently discovered the oldest known modern bird fossil that dates back to 67 million years ago. 
And it's theorized that this species, which lived on the ground and weighed under a pound, survived because it didn't live in the trees like other birds that ended up dying out during the asteroid strike and the wildfires that resulted. That makes sense. And it's so tiny, it could hide in a little crevice somewhere. Exactly. And today, domestic chickens are the closest living relative of the Tyrannosaurus rex. That's fuck. I love that. I know. It's like one of my favorite facts is like, yeah, Yeah. we eat you. (laughs) Yeah, we eat you now, T-Rex. Take that. I do love the T-Rex is like the all time biggest badass in Mm -hmm. the animal kingdom. And I know some nerd out there saying, well, the Spinosaurus was bigger, whatever the fuck. T-Rex is the one that everyone knows. It's the famous one. Yep. And to see that today in a little chicken that says bok, bok, bok all the way home. uh, Oh, wait, that's I mixed two things there, but you get it. Yep. Life is funny. It's just funny. To date, there are more than 500 different breeds of chickens worldwide. And in 2020, obviously things have changed since the pandemic started. But uh, there was an estimated 33 billion chickens living in the world. (laughs) We better hope that none of them figure it out. We better hope that none of them start putting two and two together. They bok bok all their way home, and then uh, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> all you need is is one of those chickens from the movie Chicken Run. I don't know if you've seen yep. that. Yep. But they start talking and planning. And by the way, they say, did you know there's 33 billion of us motherfuckers all around the earth? All we got If we do- just unionize. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 33 billion chickens. Hmm. It's just crazy. A billion sharks and 33 billion chickens. Okay. Yep. I have to think 33 billion chickens, at least 31 and a half billion of those are owned by Tyson Chicken probably in America and are turned into chicken nuggets. But okay, that's the chicken. The other bird, is it the ostrich? It is the ostrich. At number five. It's actually at number 10. Okay, I knew it. You had it. You were right there. Yeah. You just said number 10 before I could say it. Like, it was yeah. coming out. I just jumped the gun. Absolutely. That's your bad, not mine. I know. I should know better. I should (laughs) know better. So ostriches are from 66 to 56 million years ago. And they actually originated in Asia, although they live almost exclusively in Africa today. Yeah. I thought this was hysterical. There is a debate on whether or not the ostrich devolved from a bird that could fly to the flightless bird that it is today. Huh. So they're not quite sure if it like evolved backwards or if it just stopped evolving. I don't know. I just, that's like the weirdest thing to hear, but. I don't know, listeners, the last time you looked up or saw an ostrich, but look it up, click the link in the show notes, get a good zoom in on its face. It's not a pretty bird. (laughs) And they're mean. They're so mean. Yeah. Have you seen one go to the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. Uh-huh. I have a distinct memory from my childhood of going to the Sioux Falls Zoo in South Dakota. I was like seven, eight maybe. Mm-hmm. And it was the first exhibit when you walked in the door from their creepy taxidermy museum that they got going on there. You walk through the door, look to the left, ostrich going to the bathroom. And it was like a bucket, like, came out of the ostrich to go to the bathroom. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing I have ever seen in my life. 
I remember turning to my parents and being like, did you see that? (laughs) And neither of them had. And they didn't believe me. And this was before Google. So, of course, like, I had no way of proving, like, hey, go to the bathroom again, ostrich, so I can prove to my parents that I'm not crazy. Oh, my God. I'm sure you've listened to this show, so you might be familiar with the scientific theory of body elves controlling all of our bodily functions. (laughs) Yeah. That's a theory that our regular sidekick host, Brandon, put forth, and it's got some debate in the scientific community now on the validity. But I do imagine the body elves in an ostrich that are pulling the levers to make a bucket's worth just splash out of the urinary tract. Some overtime involved there. And are the body elves, do they resemble ostriches in any way? These are questions that science will have to answer someday. I have a semi-related story. This is not ostriches, it's elephants, but it's burned in my memory. I went to the zoo. I was probably 13, 14, somewhere in there. There was an elephant pissing, and it was a sustained bucket full's worth of piss, but it was catching the piss in real time with its trunk and feeding itself, feeding to its mouth with the piss. So I have to imagine if ostriches had trunks, it'd probably do the same. But we don't know. I mean, they've got that long neck, so who knows? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they could just enjoy R. Kellying themselves. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Who's to say? But the good thing is, I hope that there's not 33 billion ostriches on the planet right now. No, but that I might concern me. do have some numbers for you, though. Okay. So, I have more ostrich facts. So, ostriches are said to have evolved from ratites, which include the emu the cassowary, rhea, and the kiwi, which are all flightless birds. Yeah. They are the only living bird with just two toes, which I did not realize. Two toes. Okay, I'm going to look at an ostrich foot now. Ostrich foot. Yep, it does have two toes. It's the only living bird with two toes. And I could be wrong about this, but when I was reading about it, I feel like it said that it uses the inner toes to like kind of like rev it up when it's running. Don't they don't they go up to like 55 miles per hour or something crazy like that? They're fast. Terrifying. They're fast. I remember in our fastest animals episode, we talked about ostriches being fast. I'm looking. Ostriches can run up to 43 miles per hour. That is terrifying. Yeah, that's faster than the speed limit on most of the side roads by my house. So an oh ostrich is going faster than that. Yeah. Oh my god. Terrifying. Oof. So, thankfully, there are only two varieties of ostrich, the common ostrich and the Somali ostrich. Of those two, there are around 150,000 ostriches that live in the wild. 150,000 ostriches, 33 billion chickens. I think I know which bird we like to eat more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ostriches are harder to catch, man. If they're going 43 miles per hour, are you going to be chasing after that thing? Just to... No. But people do eat ostrich. They do. I mean, it's much rarer, but I know ostrich burger is the thing, and their eggs are highly sought after. Yeah, you can, like, feed five people with an ostrich egg. Like, they're yeah. crazy. Think about how big an ostrich is. I think they're, they can get up to, like, five, six feet tall. And the egg is big. It's like a mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it either. What if humans laid eggs? I mean, I know... Women, there are eggs involved, but I mean, as far as externally laying an egg in a nest, that would be so painful. It's already painful. 
I mean, the whole process is like already is super painful, but like, yeah. I like to imagine, think about the typical American home, master bedroom. Yep. You got your bed, maybe a queen size bed. Some people will have the king, might have a TV in there, a dresser, and across from the dresser, you have like a little nest area on the ground. Mom walks over there, squats down, lays an egg, <laughs> and then comes to bed. And you're, you're sitting there watching Seinfeld or something in TV, absentmindedly, reading a book, whatever. There's egg birthing happening on the other side of the room, but it's just, it's just normal. Or conversely, yeah. if we were like sea turtles and you just had like a sand pit in your bedroom. Sure. And you just dug a little hole and then had the eggs come out and then just covered it back up and you like left it alone for a while. And then all of a sudden the baby mm-hmm. crawls out of the sand. This got real weird, but I yeah. like it. <laughs> I mean, it's more exciting, more interesting than the way babies are born now. If, this if, if our human babies are crawling out of the sand. <laughs> there's a horror movie idea for anyone listening. You're welcome. It's so terrifying. Oh my God. That's going to live rent free in my nightmares for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So I got the two birds, right? Yep. No more birds. Do a quick recap for the listeners of where we stand right now on the list. Okay, so at number 10, we have ostriches. Number 7, we have chickens. 6 is sea turtles. 2 is crabs. And number 1 is sharks. Well, the one I've been hanging on to, let's do it. It's the crocodile at number 3. You are correct. Nailed it. Nailed it. Smacked it out of the park. Thank you. I've been doing this a while. Top 10 lists. You have. So crocodiles are from the early Triassic period, 250 million years ago. The earliest crocodilian evolved 95 million years ago. They actually evolved from an offshoot of the archosaurs, which were the ruling lizards from the early to mid-Triassic period of the Mesozoic era. Crocodiles today are descendants of the Dinosuchus, which lived 82 to 73 million years ago. My aunt Dilosuchus, of course. Yep. We all have one. (laughs) She wears those crazy cat eye glasses with like the chain so it doesn't fall off her head. Of course. Yeah. Lipstick that's way too hot for her age. Yeah. Crocodilian is also an underused word. I wanted to flag that. It is. I had never really heard it used before. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. during the late Cretaceous period is when crocodiles evolved to look much like they do today with their stubby legs, armored scales, powerful jaws, and their preference for watery habitats. Was stubby legs your phrasing or did you pull that from some website? I actually pulled that from a website. They called it stubby legs. And I was like... Stubby just doesn't sound very scientific, but I like it. It doesn't. And I felt a little bad. But I was like, if the scientists (laughs) are saying stubby legs, then I'm not going to argue with the scientists. I'm looking at a picture of a prehistoric crocodile that walked on two legs. I don't have the name in front of me. It does look like a crocodile, except the back legs are long like a typical dinosaur. Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But aside from that, all the images I'm seeing of prehistoric crocodiles are pretty similar to today, minus the legs being much longer. Yep. 
Why did evolution decide that the legs needed to be shorter and the crocodile belly needed to drag on the floor? It's just... I don't know. I don't know. But the sarcosuchus is a giant relative of the crocodiles. With the fully grown ones estimated to have reached 9 to 9.5 meters, or 29.5 to a little over 31 feet in length. Wow. And weigh 3.5 to 4.3 metric tons, or 3.9 to (laughs) 4.7 short tons in weight. Nope. Yeah, no thank you. There are 24 recognized species of crocodilians today. And two species of Gavillidae, which are like crocodiles, but they have those really thin snouts. Yep, I know what you're talking about. There's only two species of those, which those are weird looking, but they are also considered crocodilians. Yeah, the less of those, the better. The fewer of those, the better. In my Google browsing now, I'm seeing an article from Live Science in the headline, and there's a picture of a crocodile taking out a T-Rex. The headline says, Cretaceous Terror Crocodile Crushed Dinosaurs with Banana-Sized Teeth. No, thank Mm. you. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, this thing's taken out a T-Rex. It's bigger than the T-Rex, really, in this image. So I wonder if that's accurate. No, thanks. That's scary. So the crocodile is at the top of the show when I mentioned the average listener, probably the first animal that came to mind was a certain animal. I was talking about the crocodile. Yeah. the crocodile... I assume, of all the top 10, because we haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to assume it's the animal alive today that most closely physically resembles a dinosaur. It's one of two. There's one One other on the list that is pretty dinosaur looking. And that's the one that I was going to give you, because I feel like it's one that you, most listeners probably would not guess. All right, well, let's do that one now then. Okay, so that one is the Tuatara. And that comes in at number four. Can you spell that for me? T-U-A-T-A-R-A. Okay. So the Tuatara is the sole survivor of its genetic lineage, the Sphenodontia. And it's from the reptile group Rhynchocephalia. Nailed it. Yeah. It's from 240 to 60 million years ago. And it's only found on islands off the coast of New Zealand. Even though it's considered the largest reptile in New Zealand, it's only about one and a half feet in length. Like it's, it's a small guy. Yeah. He's little. He or she. He or you. she. I'm sorry. They are very little, but mighty. Yes. Fun fact about them is they have one of the slowest growing rates of any reptile, which is fascinating. Growing like physically or as a like species growing? Like physically growing. Like it takes them forever okay. to grow. Okay. Which I is see. which makes sense considering they can live up to a hundred years old. Wow. But they on average live up to sixty. Thinking about these things living a hundred years is a weird thing. What a boring yeah. life. I'm looking at pictures of these and in every picture their mouth is open in such a way that it looks like they're smiling or laughing. Yeah, they're very cute. And They also have the primitive third eye on the top of their head. Oh, yeah. Which there are several lizards that do have that. And for people that don't know what that is, it's kind of like a light sensor. It assists with like their seasonal biological changes, such as a lot of lizards brewmate in the winter. So it's kind of like hibernating. Mm -hmm. And it's also a way for them to sense predators from above with that little light sensor thing. 
So in the same way that Donald Trump had a button on the White House desk to call for a Diet Coke, the lizard has a sort of button, if you will, on its head to like not a, give it a Diet Coke, <laughs> but to... No, uh, like a danger, danger, Will Robinson type of button yes, on top of his head. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty handy. That's nifty. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this is the cutest guy we've guy or gal we've covered mm-hmm. on the uh, list so far. For people who have not seen a picture of them yet, they look kind of like an iguana. From the pictures I'm seeing, I would guess it's about the same size as the iguana, maybe slightly mm-hmm. smaller. Yeah. It would be the, the easiest to have as a pet, I think, of the yep. list so far, other than maybe a chicken. Yeah. Okay. Although the chicken is probably deadlier than this creature. <laughs> exactly. Well, those T-Rex genes. Yep. Genetically, it just wants to mm-hmm. kill you. So I just need nine, eight, and five. Wow. Yep. Okay. And these are all reasonably common animals that you think I could guess. Two of them are. One of them might be a little trickier. I will say that two of the ones that are left on the list are kind of broader terms. Okay. So think like a group of animals. What about a snake? Snakes are number nine on the list. I knew it. So right above ostrich. Yep. Snakes are from 140 million years ago in the late Jurassic period. It's believed that they evolved from an unidentified land-dwelling lizard from the early Cretaceous period that is referred to as a varanid, uh, similar to monitor lizards. Pachyrhachis is among the oldest snakes coming from the Cretaceous period but it also retained well-developed hind legs, making it a transitional creature from marine lizards to modern snakes. So picture a snake with back legs, which is terrifying. Oh, maybe you're getting here. So sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but I did a Google search for prehistoric snake. And there's one called the Titanoboa. Yep. That is five times larger than the modern anaconda. (laughs) Yep, that is on my list. Terrifying. I don't know if I can continue. Like, my mind is just fucking racing with fear and shock and confusion and concern. I got a little sweaty in this part. Yeah, so the largest prehistoric snakes are Gigantophis from the Eocene Epoch, which is 66 to 23 million years ago, that measured 33 feet in length and weighed half a ton. And then its larger cousin, which you mentioned, the South American Titanoboa, which measured over 50 feet in length and weighed a ton from the middle Paleocene epoch, which is 66 to 56 million years ago. I got the willies looking at this thing. (laughs) I I don't do snakes well. And the idea of a snake five times bigger than the anaconda, the anaconda was already unnecessarily huge. Mm -hmm. Not necessary. It's a good thing people weren't around during these times. Yeah. If we were around, we wouldn't have made it. No. (laughs) Human race would have died off long ago. Yeah. Today, there are more than 3,000 species of snakes worldwide. I don't know how many billions live in the wild. I did not Google that. Uh, Don't tell us. Snakes live in every country except Antarctica, Iceland, Greenland, Ireland, and New Zealand. Ireland and New Zealand. Yeah. Guess I know where I'm moving. Ireland, there you go. It's so beautiful. If you went to New Zealand, you could see the Tuatara if you went to New Zealand. 
That's true. But I'd also see, I know they're in Australia, so I assume they're in New Zealand, the bird-eating goliath spider. Whom, no, thank you. That balances <laughs> out the no snakes. Pretty good there. I don't do well with spiders, so Me no too. thank you. The first time I saw a picture of a camel spider, I, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, how is this real? It looks like a face hugger. Camel spider. Oh my God. Why did you do this to me? Oh. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm closing this. They are literal face huggers. I don't like it. Huh. Okay. The snake. See and that? again, the theme of the episode is what we said at the top. All these animals used to be so much bigger back in the day. Yep. And it probably has something to do with the evolutionary need to compete with these huge dinosaurs, mm -hmm. you know? But I'm no expert. All right, I just need number eight and five. Mm -hmm. So there's no insects, so I won't guess the cockroach. Mm -mm. Although I bet he was around back then. I'm sure he was, yeah. All right, I'm thinking. Is it a mammal? It can't be a mammal. It's got to mm -mm. be a reptile. Yep. A frog. So that's, a frog is an amphibian. That's true. <laughs> This is why I have you here to help me. I have a reptile species on here, and I have an amphibian species on here. Which one would you like me to give you? Is it a lizard of some sort? Lizards are the one that I was okay. getting you towards. Well, and a is... lizard is a reptile. I'm getting yep. all this shit mixed up. but It's okay. Yeah, Lizards lizard. are number five on the list. Okay. Lizards developed in the late Triassic period, so 237 to 201 million years ago. There are currently over 4,675 different species mm. of liver, lizards, livers, lizards, which <laughs> That's include... That's the most. That's yeah. the most of any animal you've mentioned today. Which includes iguanas, monitors, skinks, geckos, chameleons, and gila monsters. Sorry, did you sneak skanks in there? Skinks. Skanks? Skink. I told you we don't need to talk about my first wife on this episode. I'm sorry. I just, I got to keep bringing her up because it's so funny. <laughs> and by the way, I don't have a first wife. It's a joke. <laughs> just if everyone's listening. Okay. I got it. I got that it was a joke. Yeah. So right. these are different from archosaurs due to the fact that their limbs point out to the sides instead of up and down like a chicken. So that's what makes lizards different from the original archosaurs or archosaurs. Lizards are extremely adaptable, which has led to them being able to survive for so long. The largest species of lizard to ever live was the Megalania, which was a giant monitor lizard that lived in Australia during the Pleistocene era 2.6 million years ago. It could reach a length of three and a half to seven meters. Oh. or 11 and a half to 23 feet and weigh between 97 to 1900 kilograms or 214 to 4,277 pounds. Wow. This guy is fierce. Yeah. It's like a larger, meaner Komodo dragon. Yep. And actually, its closest living descendant is the Komodo dragon which can weigh about 154 pounds or 70 kilograms. And the largest on record was able to reach just over 10 feet or three meters long and weigh in at 366 pounds 
or 166 kilograms. We get it, dude. You're huge. We don't need you bigger. Yeah. Hmm. Moto dragons are scary looking. They are scary looking. And I stand corrected. I said the alligator, or actually the crocodile, was the animal that most physically resembled a dinosaur still alive. I take it back. It's the Komodo dragon. Yeah, they look like something out of a Jurassic Park movie. I wouldn't want to fuck with them. No, no. <laughs> like, if you see what they feed those things, like, there's no way. No way. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I'm good. So you have one more, number eight. Okay, give me a hint. Even though a lot of these creatures are kind of smaller, this one still is big. And it is an amphibian. Amphibian. Just tell me. I can't figure it out. Giant salamanders. Okay, so I was on the right track there. Yep. So giant salamanders are from 170 million years ago during the Jurassic period. The Metoposaurus, which means front lizard, which sounds like someone's nickname for their penis. (laughs) You just deadpan that so much. And you're right. The front lizard does sound like someone's name for their penis. Yep. Someone that's not cool and doesn't have a lot of penis action would say that. Check out my front lizard. He's friendly, I swear. He's no Komodo dragon. Nope. He's more like the Tuatara. Yep. He only spits every once in a while when he likes you. (laughs) If anyone out there refers to your penis as a front lizard, just please unsubscribe from the show. (laughs) We don't want you here. Mm -hmm. The Metaposaurus is an ancestor of the modern day giant salamander and lived during the late Triassic period. It was mostly aquatic, had small, weak limbs. I mean, preach a large flat head, (laughs) and sharp teeth. It grew up to three meters in length, or 10 feet, and weighed around 450 kilograms, or 1,000 pounds. And these things are slimy looking. Yeah. A salamander today is small, small little tiny animal. Yep. There are giant salamanders, as we're talking about. Yep. So there are only three living species of giant salamanders alive today. The Chinese giant salamander, the Japanese giant salamander, and the American hellbender. Hellbender. Which sounds like it should be from a Nickelodeon show. No, that sounds like it should be the spiritual sequel to Hellraiser. There you go. It's the hellbender salamander. It's funny that the salamander or the giant salamander, descends from dinosaur times, so hundreds of millions of years ago. Yet today, there's only four living species of giant salamander around. doesn't compute to me, because you'd think that there'd be, after millions of years, and they've survived all this time, that it would be you know, more branch out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I'm no expert. Yeah. So they're the largest amphibian in the world. All three species are endangered. And there are an estimated Mm. 50,000 left in the world. Especially with the Chinese and the Japanese giant salamanders, they can grow up to six feet in length and weigh up to 110 pounds. And 60% of their body is just their tail. (laughs) And 60% of my body is the front salamander, but we don't need to go there. (laughs) But Oh, you. (laughs) Ask your first wife. Yeah, exactly. You're getting it now. (laughs) The asteroid that took out the dinosaurs couldn't take out this thing. 
but now people are taking this thing out Mm because it's endangered now. Yep. Go figure. Yeah, if you look up a picture of Chinese giant salamander, it just looks like the dopiest thing ever. It reminds me of, what's that Pokemon's name? Slowbro? Yes. That's what it reminds me of. They're just weird looking. And it's funny because I actually have a pet salamander. Hmm. It is not this big. He's a little guy. I like them because they've got like a Muppet mouth. Mm-hmm. He does. Or Which, just the pictures of this do. Yeah. It looks like a puppet. It looks like a Muppet. It is. Uh-huh. It's cute. I mean, it's got a face only a mother could love, really. But uh, to me, it's adorable. I respectfully disagree, but I respect your opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, that is the top 10 list. You did it. We did it. And that was a great list because, you know, a few of those are obvious. Everyone's heard of the crocodile. A lot of people have heard of the ostrich. The snake probably isn't a surprise. But the chicken I'd kind of forgotten about. And the horseshoe crab and the shark. Well, I'll just stop and let... Why don't you go back through the top 10 for us real quick? Sure. So we've got, starting us off at number 10, the ostriches. Number nine is snakes. Eight is giant salamander. Seven is chickens. Six is sea turtles, five is lizards, four is the tuatara, three is crocodiles, two is all those crabs, and number one is sharks. Sharks that descend from creatures that lived 450 million years ago, and there's a billion sharks in the oceans today. Mm -hmm. The more you know. Yeah. I pity the fool who doesn't look forward to Tennis Podcast Reviews. And that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to read reviews from listeners just like you. Just like Mr. T. First one comes from ShizYD on Apple Podcasts. ShizYD says, Your show with Dr. Shiloh was so entertaining and she sounds extremely knowledgeable in her field. Great show. Thank you. I agree. Dr. Shiloh, as many know, is co-host of the LA Not So Confidential podcast. She was also a guest sidekick host back on episode 161 of Tennis Podcast, where I quizzed her on the top 10 best true crime documentaries of last year. And spoiler alert, she will be on the show again very soon. One more review here from Cup of Taboo. This one comes from Podchaser. So glad I found this podcast. Super fun and entertaining. Keep it up. Smiley face. I do agree that our true crime episodes about pain, torture, death, murder, kidnapping is super fun and entertaining, but so are other episodes, including the one you're listening to now, which we'll get back to in a second. But I have to remind you, if you want to have your review read on this show, no matter what it says, go to Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or the Good Pods app, rate us five stars, leave a written review, and I'll read it. And if you're listening on Spotify, by the way, you can rate us five stars in one tap at the top of our Spotify page. Thank you. Now let's get back to the discussion with Lindsay. This has been an enlightening episode, Lindsay. Thank you. Yeah, it was interesting looking it all up. Well, it makes you think the shark 450 million years ago, the ostrich 66 million years ago at number 10. In 66 million years from today, Will we be on some other creature's top 10 list of creatures that descended? You get what I'm saying. Yep. The answer is probably not. Probably won't be on that list. How small do you think we're going to get in 66 million years? That's the question. (laughs) 
I'd like to think like, so today, uh, what was that guy's name? Troyer. Vern Troyer? Mm-hmm. Is that Mini-Me? Mini-Me, yep. Rest in peace, Vern Troyer. But Vern Troyer, to, in today's world, is considered a little person. Mm-hmm. Two feet, eight inches. He played Mini-Me in the Austin Powers movies. So today he's considered a little person, but in 66 million years, he's going to be considered like Goliath mm-hmm. compared to what, what we become. We're going to be like so, those little green army men. That's what we're going to look like in 66 yeah. million years. So many me will truly have the last laugh. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of the last laugh, Lindsay, you've been an excellent sidekick host, and I Thank want to you. make sure you have another chance to plug your podcast Give a shout out to any recent episodes that you're proud of, any upcoming episodes that you think the Tennis Pod listeners would be interested in, and also tell them where to find you. Sure. Thank you for having me on. It was really fun. Always a pleasure talking to you. And you know me, I love hot dogs. And uh, <laughs> But do you like eating them over trash cans? You know, I haven't done it in a while. Get back to me. I'll get back to you when I'm in the airport. <laughs> So again, I'm from Yield Crime Podcasts, where we discuss uh, historical true crimes. You can find us wherever you listen to this podcast. For Pineapple Pizza, you can also find us wherever you're listening to this podcast. We once again talk about myths, cryptids, and urban legends from different countries around the world. And for the month of May, the episodes from Pineapple Pizza are going to be around South Africa. Oh, good. Those are some pretty crazy, crazy stuff from mm-hmm. South Africa. And as far as yield crime goes, we've had some fun interviews the first couple of weeks of May. And we've got some fun murdery stories coming up at the end of the month. Some so, fun murdery stories. I don't think the people murdered would call it fun, but I agree no. that today in 2022, it is fun to listen to. Yeah. Highly recommend both of those shows. I'm going to put direct links in the show notes to find Ye Old Crime and Pineapple Pizza. And if you're looking for a good jumping off point into those podcasts, check out my episodes. I was on with Brandon. Me and Brandon were both guests on the June 5th, 2021 episode of Ye Old Crime on one of your Can You Crack the Cramp Word <laughs> minisodes. Yep. And that's where uh, me and Brandon try to guess the meaning of old timey words and phrases. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then more recently, I was a guest on the Pineapple Pizza podcast on a September 2021 episode where we took a deep dive into one of my favorite cryptids, the Loch Ness Monster. Yep, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of gynecology jokes in that one. <laughs> yes, if you're into gynecology jokes and who's not, that's the one for you. I mean, Nessie is kind of like a front lizard, if you really think about it. Oh, God. So now we have the front <laughs> lizard for men and the Loch Ness Monster for women. Yep. Uh, at least they're both lizardous type creatures. Yep. And my last note is that, yes, pineapple does belong on pizza. It is my favorite type of pizza. And I'll fight you if you disagree. I agree. Lindsay, you have been uh, a true treat. We'll have to have you on again. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for your time. And thanks also for putting all the notes together. I know from experience that takes, you know, a good chunk of time. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Thanks again for having me on. All right. And to the listeners, thank you for listening. This has been episode 176 of the Tennis Podcast. I'll be back next week with Dr. Buster. We'll be returning. He'll be bringing me a list to guess. I think I'm done. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. 